Welcome in, everybody, to Face to Face Sports here on WEHC 90.7 FM. I am your host, Jordan Dove. For those of you who may not know, this show discusses all the latest local and national sports topics while also providing an outlet for those in athletics to talk a little bit about themselves. Today, I'm happy to welcome welcome in Emory & Henry women's soccer coach Felipe Barataro. Coach Bartaro is coaching in his second year at Emory & Henry, but this is his first year as the head coach, as last year he was an assistant on Lisa Buckley's staff. Coach is originally from Casase, Portugal as well, I should add. So without further ado, welcome into Face-to-Face Sports. Coach Bartaro, how are you doing, sir? Thank you so much for having me, Jordan. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. Yeah, absolutely, and I uh, appreciate you being on. The, the season is underway now, so... Um, let's go back a little bit, and, and uh, for people who may not know, talk about um, growing up in Portugal and, and how you were able to uh, uh, get that interest in, in soccer from a young age. So uh, back in Europe, especially in Portugal, where I'm from, uh, the main sport is, is uh, soccer. Oh, how we call it football. Um, you are born and raised, and there's football, and that's all you do. So basically, if you don't play football back home, you're not a normal kid, almost. Um, so that's how I was introduced to soccer since I was basically four or five years old. Uh, I was fortunate enough to have the opportunity to play against you know, top players and top academies, professional academies as well. Um, and then my transition to United States to come here for the soccer part. Uh, I, was, uh, you know, I was playing the professional leagues, but I was not good enough. I was a third string. Uh, and I realized that I'd like to take a degree, have a degree, and go to college. And um, uh, I found this experience about, you know, scholarships in the U.S. and studying and and, and play at a higher level. And I thought it would be a great fit. And in the, my first year at college, I, I transferred from college back in Portugal. In my first year here, I thought straight away coaching, that's something that I'd like to do with my life. That's for sure. And uh, you did play in, in college in the U.S. You were in Kentucky at Union College. Uh, where you started three years at the goalie position, you earned 14 wins, made a total of 133 saves, also an Appalachian Athletic Conference title in 2019. Talk a little bit about uh, that time playing at Union and maybe describe some of the things you learned. Yeah, so uh, <clears throat> Union was a great school. I mean, I enjoyed my time there. Like you just said, I've been there for, I, I stayed there for three years. Um, you know, even though those stats and all those, you know, all those stats look awesome. I mean, I had a great squad. Uh, I had a good, a great squad with me. We uh, went from three to four Americans. The rest was all fully internationals. Um, by the time I joined the squad, we were number five in the nation. Uh, and then we dropped a little bit, but was always a very high standard. And then, you know, concludes with uh, going to the national tournament in 2019 and also um, also winning the conference tournament. Um, I learned a little bit more about the college system. Uh, I confess my first year I was a little bit lost because the, the sport here is very different. Uh, you know, the roles of subs and, you know, the, the time goes from 90 to zero instead of being vice versa. Uh, it's a little bit different from back home. Uh, but the main thing for me was the intensity. The intensity of the game. The, the intensity is very different um, because, you know, in Portugal, unless if you are a top tire team, uh, like you play Champions League, Europa League, all those stuff... Uh, European leagues, you normally play two, three times a week, and here it doesn't matter if you are top division one or bottom division three, you play two to three times a week as well. Um, so you know the squads are normally bigger, uh, the fitness is much higher, the conditioning, uh, it's a little bit different from Europe, is much more uh, 
physical oriented rather than tactically and technically. Mm-hmm. I, I wondered also if you could talk a little bit about for you know the people who don't know um, the the Dragon Force Youth Academy of FC Porto and and the role mm-hmm. you played being part of it for two years. I believe you were there from uh, 2015 to 2017. Yes, so uh, I started giving my first coaching steps when I was only 14. Uh, that's where I started, you know, working with little kids, with elementary schools, uh, you know, uh, little clubs around town. Uh, and then by the time I was 16, it was the first time that I was able, 16, 17 was the first time I was able to win an international tournament with my under 15 team. Uh, it was a very successful tournament for us. We were very successful. We beat teams like Sevilla. Uh, and some of those teams, European teams. Uh, and then after that, I got an offer to go to join, you know, uh, um, Dragon Force in, in Lisbon, which is one of the academies of FC Porto, which is one of the top uh, teams back in Portugal. Um, and it was a great experience for me. Uh, I had incredible mentors over there. Uh, like I said, we were a franchise of a professional team. Uh, so the knowledge that we got out of there and the professional side of it was incredible. I mean, I was able to meet uh, coaches why now coach for champion league teams, uh, European leagues, uh, even international uh, national teams as well. So with a great experience, and it's something that I took a lot for my career. What what is the age range at the academy? Uh, the academy go anywhere from five years old to eighteen. Wow. Okay. Uh, uh, it's it's a big academy. You know, like I said, in Europe, soccer is the main sport. Mm-hmm. So you have children playing things three, four, five years old, which is recreation, all the way until they are uh, 18, and now they are starting to create teams of under 23. Right, and you, I'm over there. You have guys going going pro a lot younger than they would over here. It's it's incredible how talented they get. Um, did you know? Let me ask you. Let's go back to your college days again. Did you know during your college days that you wanted to coach one day? Uh, after my. Let me be completely transparent to you, Jordan. My first year uh, when I joined Union, we had a graduate assistant. Um, and like I said, I gave my baby steps in coaching when I was when I was 14. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, I met a graduate assistant. I had no idea what a graduate assistant was at the beginning. Uh, and then when I found out that, you know, they were getting their master's done while coaching college, I was like, this is really what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um so in the moment that I got my graduate assistant position, I got that experience, experience in and, you know, meeting more people, networking, I, I just realized the more and more I wanted to be a coach. Right. And, and how did the position at Emory and Henry come about for you? Yeah, so uh, I, w- I was at King prior to Emory. Uh, I was at King. I was actually working with the men's team. Um, and my mentor at King knew Lisa. Lisa was looking for a full-time assistant at that time. Uh, and I had a great interview with her. I enjoy campus, beautiful campus over here, great staff, a good program, a program with a lot of, uh, lot to develop, so they need someone to help. Uh, and I knew, you know, as, especially as a young coach, I want to put my fingerprint in the program. And um, I knew that Emory would be perfect for me. Um, I came by. Uh, I believe I did a good job. That's why I'm at where I'm at right now. Um, love the girl, fell in love with the school. Uh, Lisa receive an offer from uh, a, a personal goal of hers. Uh, she wanted to be involved more with club. And at that time, the job opened for me. And, you know, Anne gave me the privilege to work with the team. And the first thing she asked me is, would you like to step Emory? And I said, Anne, my heart is with Emory. 
So I want to stay here. I appreciate the opportunity. And uh, honestly, I work, or let me rephrase it, I wake up every day not knowing what it is to work one. That's the goal for everyone, I think. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And I'm blessed with that. Yes. And, and last season, you, along with uh, Coach Buckley, you, you guys uh, had a record of 9-3-2, and three and two, which was the best winning percentage in the program's history. Um, what would you say you learned from Coach Buckley in your first year at Emory? <clears throat> so uh, Coach Buckley has a, an extremely influence in the program, that's for sure. Uh, learned a lot from us, especially in the personal relationships, because as you can imagine, relate to women is much different than related to men. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that respect, that empathy with, with the women's game it came a lot from Coach Buckley. Um, and th- th- the way to connect to the girls was something I learned a lot from Lisa. Uh, also, you know, Lisa is a, has a great resume. I mean, she has been coaching for many, 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 many years at college level, learning all the, the paperwork side and even the way she thinks the tactical and technical side of it. I mean, it was great for me. It was a great experience. And like I said, I mean, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her. Mm-hmm. And, and let's talk about, you know, the players and you for a minute. Um, what does a typical practice week look like for you and your players? Yeah, so uh, our our sessions depend on our microcycle, depends what is going on during that week. Uh, of course, you know, college, like I said, intensity, we play two, three times a week. Um, so sometimes it's hard to make some adjustments in a way that, uh, for example, if we try and, if, sorry, if we have a game on Wednesday and we have a game straight on Saturday, Thursday will be a recovery session after the game and Friday will be the only day that we have to try to correct, adjust some things. But it's still a pregame practice because the day after the game. Um, so the schedule is very tight. Um, but, but the way we normally do stuff is we give a lot of priority to academics. That's why the kids are here. Academics needs to be the priority. Um, we talk a lot to them about that. So during the morning and afternoon as well, our, our girls are work on their academics. And once you reach around 7, 8.30 sometimes, depending on our schedule, is when we have practice and when we start working to the game that we had ahead of us. Now, what is a what does a practice week look like? Um, maybe in the summers, in comparison to a week where you might have, I don't know, two or three matches during the week. Yeah, I mean, during preseason, uh, our schedule is much different. So we normally work with them around three times a day. Uh, mm-hmm. And this normal preseason can be anywhere between one week to two weeks. So we normally work three times a day. We normally have a morning session around six eight a.m. depending on the schedule. Uh, and then in the middle of the day, we are we are either a recovery session or team bonding. Normally, it's more team bonding because if we want the girls to have that good chemistry within the team. Uh, and then in the evening, we have another session. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, We normally train every day. Uh, we don't like to give days off. Following the rules, we are, for, we are forced to give one day off. The thing for us is the more days off we give, the more the team will be disconnected. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you can imagine, within a team, there's a people who play a lot. There are people who don't play as much, unfortunately. There's only 11 on the field. We have a squad of 29. So if we give, the more days off we give, the more those people that have as many minutes won't have the chance to show themselves and keep improving. Mm-hmm. Let, let me ask you, Coach. Um, I mean, you were a very successful goalie. Do you ever get in on, on goalie during practice sessions? Uh, so we actually have Anna, Anna Bigarella. Uh, she's Brazilian. So it's kind of funny because I'm Portuguese. My first language is, is Portuguese, and mm-hmm. Anna is Brazilian. Her first language is Portuguese as well. Uh, so yeah, we talk a lot in Portuguese. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Anna was also a goalkeeper, and Anna is the one who's in charge of the goalkeeper training. Okay. Uh, she does she does an amazing job with that. 
she helps a lot with the goalkeeper sessions. We normally try to coordinate our sessions. So, for example, if our topic of our session is crossing or shooting, uh, that means that the goalkeeper trainer will be focused on crossing and, and you know, answer to, to crosses. Um, so that's the way we try to coordinate the goalkeeper sessions with outfield players as well. Because goalkeepers is such a specific position that we need to be aware of what we're doing all the time. Right. And let's talk a little bit about your um, coaching philosophy as well. How are you able to um, encourage but also improve a player's skills during their time with you? Yeah, so uh, the way I am, uh, I'm very demanding. The reason why is because me and my coaching staff, we work 24-7 for this program. We want this program to be better. We are extremely dedicated, and I think it's just fair to ask the same, the same demand from the kids, Okay. Uh, they know that from the beginning, since the moment they are recruited, they know that once they come here, they are going to be a wasp, they are going to represent the colors, they are going to respect the colors, they are going to use the colors. Mm -hmm. um, the way we try to develop them is we work by fairness. So what that means is we try to improve everybody. As long as you're part of the team, we believe that you deserve a chance to show yourself and you a chance to improve all the time. Um, we normally do in our recovery sessions as a way to improve is the people who play more minutes, okay, the other ones are going to take the day off or they're going to do a recovery session, and the people who play last minutes, other ones are going to try and 100%. That's the way for them to feel well from the coaching staff, and it's a way for us to keep spending more time with people who are not performing exactly how they want to and how we want from them as well. Mm -hmm. Now, how about the, the you were kind of talking about uh, touching on um, What's the word? Recovery and things like that. Can you describe the the process uh, for evaluating a player's performance following a match? Yeah, for, for sure. I mean, we use a lot of stats. Um, normally, you know, after the game, we look at the box score straight away. We go over the coach's view. We try to see how many shots, how many assists, how many goals. Uh, and we also, you know, following our experience in soccer, we try to see what for us is a good performance. Uh, unfortunately, in the United States, we believe that a good performance is only shots, assists, and, and goals, and that's why. Sometimes, you know, we have girls who who barely have assists and goals, but they are probably the most important players on the field. Mm -hmm. um, we also try to we have a we have an extremely um, democratic leadership in a way that they can talk to us about what they feel needs to be better within the program, and that comes part with our recovery. So this this being said, we believe that. We have an open conversation for them to talk to us and, you know, make us realize if they are completely exhausted or if they keep going. Okay, that's something that we, we always are very transparent to the players. So we try to understand how are they feeling. Uh, and it can be physically or emotionally as well. Because, you know, a game is very stressful, not just on your body, but especially on your, on your mind. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, so we talk a lot about that. Um, but answer a little bit deeper on your, on your question. I mean, most of it comes from our analysis, you know, within coaching staff and going by start to try to understand, you know, how many minutes you plays and what type of game do we have in hand as well. Mm -hmm. how, much, how much film is watched? Uh, so the way we do it is we like to focus on ourselves a lot. We don't, we don't watch that much film compared to other sports. What we do is the day before the game, or, or sorry, during the week, me and our coaching staff, um, we watch a lot of film. So we adapt our sessions to what the other team is going to look like. Uh, so, of course, if the other team defends between its fielders, we need to adopt the way we are going to attack and all of that, and the way we're going to press, and the way we're going to, you know, our defensive shape and all of that. Uh, however, 
one day before the beginning of the of the, the beginning of the game. So let's say, for example, we play, you know, we haven't played Qatar on Wednesday. On Tuesday, we'll have a scan report ready for the girls so they can take a look. The scan report comes with, you know, who is playing against, where, when, what field, what time, um, what formation do they use, or formations, because, you know, some teams use a, use a variation of multiple formations. Uh, who seems like to be their starting 11, what subs they make, key players, weak links, uh, and then we, do, we watch the tape after. Mm-hmm. We like to justify everything we say to the girls. So if I tell the girls that number seven, it's an incredible play, very skillful, I like to show on video why did I take that conclusion, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yes. Uh, it's a way, in my opinion, it's a way to protect the coaching staff, but at the same time, it's a way for them to understand our line of thought. Mm-hmm. I've been asking a lot of the, um, as you know, I've been interviewing a lot of the coaches on, on campus um, this this summer and heading into this fall, and um, I'd like to ask you, as I ask them, um, the transition to uh, Division Two. What does that process look like for your program? Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, I think so far it's been very smooth. Uh, you know, we need to give some credit to the athletics department. You know, Anne has been amazing, keep us updated with all the news. Susan, I mean, everybody in this campus needs to mention Susan because Susan is incredible. You know, everything she has been done with us, working with compliance, making sure we are following all the rules and all the regulations. It's, it's incredible. You know. Uh, uh, sometimes I apologize too much to Susan for all the questions I make about, you know, about some rules, but, you know, she has been amazing for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in terms of, you know, paperwork and uh, and in terms of our structure, I think it's been pretty good. In terms of talent as well, I mean, you know, we had games, for example, we, we played Guilford and Ferrum in the, in the at scrimmages, and, you know, we beat Ferrum 2-0, we tied Guilford 1-1. Those results are results that three years ago would be completely impossible. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, before we beat Ferrum, last time we beat them was like five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so those results, you can see there's improvement. And mm-hmm. that's what we're looking for. Every year, try to prove even more. And then, you know, big part of going Division Two is about diversity. Uh, and we are trying to bring more diversity and bring kids from all around the country, and including international. So as you know, you know, coach, our coaching staff is international, so we try to bring more internationals over as well. And, and let's talk a little bit about um, the players themselves. Could you take a moment... And uh, I guess introduce your players uh, who are going to be under you this season. Do you want one by one? Yes, if you would like, any way you'd like. Uh, so, in terms of my squad, we have a squad of 29. Unfortunately, um, in the summer we had a bad injury. Uh, one of our top strikers, she was uh, third team all conference, preseason all conference uh, for the sack, Camilla Kemi. Mm-hmm. Uh, she um, she tore a meniscus and she's done for the year, so she won't be playing with us, unfortunately. Uh, she has been a big part of us, you know, just in terms of social media, in terms of helping us with advertising and all of that. But unfortunately, she won't be with us on the field. Uh, the rest of the squad, we have Adriana and Natalie, uh, class goalkeepers. You know, uh, Natalie, she doesn't need, she doesn't, she doesn't need any resume. I mean, uh, everybody here knows Natalie. She has a top goalkeeper. She has a lot of stuff. She broke a few records around campus already. Um, so it's awesome to bring her back as a senior to have a lot of experience in her belt. And Adriana is a girl that, you know, we brought her from Tennessee. Um, and she's younger to, you know, keep learning. And she's going to learn a lot from Natalie. So we're very satisfied with that. Um, in terms of center backs, we have uh, Sophia. We have Carly. Um, we have Elise. Uh, we have Monk. And, and I, I believe that's it. And Ashley. Uh, those are our top center backs. I mean, top girls, great people, great center backs, very solid. Uh, those five are probably the hardest for us to decide. 
who can start the games because you know the quality is just there. It's quality all around. Mm-hmm. I can take I can take two, close my eyes, take two, and those two will do great in that game, literally. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's very exciting, but at the same time, it's, it's a good headache to, to have. Uh, in terms of fullbacks, we have many freshmen this year. Um, we have uh, Emery, Emery uh, Kendra, Valley, Roby, Sophie, Bailey, and, and that's it. Those are most of our fullbacks. Uh, very happy with the fullback position as well. Uh, they've been doing a good job. All of them, that, that's the thing about this squad of this year, is all of them are bringing something different to mix with the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, and gives us a lot of options. I mean, the first two scrimmages, we literally rotate 29 players, 28 because game is out during 90 minutes. Uh, so we are very happy that not all the schools are blessed to be able to do that. Uh, besides centre-backs, we have our central midfielders, which is another area where we only have talent. We have uh, Grace, Olivia, um, Ellen, uh, Ronnie, Caroline, uh, the all top players. They can do the job very well over there. Uh, we actually have been working on information where we can give more rotation to all of them. Um, but still, it's a great headache to have, like I said. Mm-hmm. Uh, White forward, we go to Maddie, uh, Bridget, Ailey Hamilton, Amber, uh, Adrian, Sierra, uh, and Kalia. I mean, class. Class white forwards as well, very quick. That's something we have very good this year. Is with all, all white forwards are very quick, uh, which help us to get to wide areas very quickly. We actually on fullbacks. We actually have Roby as well. That Roby, unfortunately, she got injured uh, recently, but um, she's good to go now. So she should be able to get in within the next couple of days. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of strikers, maybe that might be the section that we will need a little bit more depth to help us combat some. Some injuries, especially, you know, Cammy got injured. She was a striker, so she missed the rest of the season. So that, that was a big loss for us. But um, we have Adrian, Lucy. Uh, those are our main ones. We have Maria Wilson as well, a local from uh, Bristol, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, we have Cammy that, unfortunately, uh, she's out for a year. Um, but overall, you know, I know it's a lot of names. Uh, I'm sorry for that. But at the same time, uh, I'm very proud of this squad. Uh, we praise ourselves for being good players, but besides that, having great people. That's the most important part for me. Yeah, yeah. and No, you're fine. We we want to try and um, give those players a shout-out. I know they're all very talented, um, especially playing under you. How many, um, uh, I won't ask you how many are returning, but how many uh, were lost from last year? How many graduated? Uh, we uh, we lost seven teams last year. How many was uh, it? Seven. Seven, okay. Seven so, okay. And this year we have 10 seniors, which uh, one of them is coming back for a fifth year, Adrian. Mm-hmm. So we are losing nine. Okay. I'm sure for a lot of them it's, it's uh, you know, not, not necessarily the freshmen, but the, the ones who have been on the team before, the upperclassmen. So I'm sure this is a, a, a weird transition for them, you know, playing different teams and whatnot because of the transition to Division Two. Yeah, for sure. Especially I think the biggest difference for them is uh, one good thing is they see a big difference on our recruitment. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they see better players joining in, and some of them were not, were never so competitive because they have never seen so many talents around them. Uh, but also, when we play other teams, I mean, we are going to play against Lenore Ryan, number four in the nation, Katawa, number twenty-one in the nation. So we are going to play against top players in the nation, mm-hmm. and I think that's something that hasn't happened a lot in this program. Wonderful. Um, we have. Uh... 
I guess around a few minutes left here in the show. Um, I like to ask a lot of the coaches this. Coach, what would you say uh, gives you the biggest gratification uh, as a head coach? As a head coach, uh, I mean, it's clearly the, the relationships to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I even, you know, we had a game recently, and I told the girls, you know, before we went to the game that it's a, it's a privilege to be involved in their lives and influencing their lives. You know, as coaches, the way we see the game is, is a way for them because, like I always tell the girls, you know, after four years they need to graduate and go get a wife, go get, you know, a family and get a job and all of that. So this is basically temporary. And, and the way we see it is we want to influence our lives the most we can, uh, you know, by, by good means, of course. And I truly believe the best lessons I learned in my life came from soccer. So I truly believe that we're trying to influence our lives over here. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you'll be able to touch everyone's life, it's hard because you have 29 uh, student athletes, uh, but we try our best. Mm-hmm. Uh, I truly believe that our coaching staff has a, an amazing relationship to all of our players. Uh, we have an open-door policy in the office so they know that they can come, come talk to us about really anything. Uh, and believe me, we have some deep stories. We have stories that, you know, that I'm proud that we have them because that means they trust us. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. And uh, let me ask you one more thing. Quick prediction. The World Cup, obviously, is coming up. I know you'll be watching them, I'm assuming. Who do you? Who looks good to you? Uh, I mean, if this is broadcast in Portugal, I need to say Portugal. Right, right. Ronaldo. <laughs> yes, Ronaldo, for sure. Maybe his last World Cup. But honestly, I think Brazil is looking pretty good. Uh, I think they might, they might be a shock in the World Cup. And I, and I think uh, France as well. France is looking good, two of them. France uh, won it four years ago, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Am I yep. right? Okay, okay, right, great. Well, uh, Coach, I cannot thank you enough for coming on today. I know you know the season just started, so thank you for taking the time for uh, coming on to Face to Face Sports. No, I mean I appreciate you guys a lot. I appreciate what you guys do for the school, and you know this program is just amazing to be able to talk to you know for people to listen to us because you know we have a lot of good programs on campus, a lot of them. And, you know, having the chance to come in and talk to you and they can learn a little bit more about myself and about the program overall, about our girls, which are amazing. I mean, just let me give a shout out to, you know, come to the stadium. We have an hashtag called Pack the Fest um, and come watch us down because it's going to be worth it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what the show is for, man. It's, it's you know, for you guys to be able to come on and talk about yourselves and the program. And so I'm glad we were able to do this. The next game uh, for the girls is this Wednesday against Catawba. Um, that is all for Face to Face Sports here on WHC this week. I want to thank you all for tuning in once again. Special thanks to KLSU on LSU's campus for providing the necessary equipment. Uh, tune in next week, same day, same time, Monday at 6.30 in the evening. Bye now.